Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning, and you are with Lyle and... Minnie. Minnie, how are you this morning? Look... I'm doing pretty okay. well, Lyle. All right. Yeah. I, um, thinking about it? Look, no, I think I think a lot. Like, I live in my head. So, because it's like a half-hour drive here, I just have lots of time to think about things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. No, I'm, I'm really good. I was just, I've actually been You know, thinking. there's other things you can do in your car, right? Like what? Like I think. Highly, rec- highly recommended things. What? There's this thing called Faith FM Radio. Yeah, but my, I have a really terrible radio oh. and it fuzzes in and out a lot. It's yes. very, like, it's annoying. Uh-huh. So I do. There's yours I do. Fuzz I listened every to the time. other day. You were on. I don't remember what the program was, but you were on. I was like, oh, that's Lyle. And then it got real fuzzy. I was like, oh, I give up. Like, <laughs> Does yours fuzz when the heater goes on? It just mine seems to like the, my, to go. Mine fuzzes when the heater goes on. Oh, that's, that's annoying. It's very sad. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. I do, but I have at times. But yeah, I just I think because I meant to have that little the little part you screw on the back of your car, like the antenna little doobie. I don't know where it's gone. It's somewhere. Is maybe it's on my but car, but it's not there. <laughs> I don't know. For a long time, it wasn't there, and then maybe I found it. Anyway, I lose it a lot. Okay. Because if I put a surfboard or anything on my car, I have to take it out. Yeah. There's a thing poking up off the roof of your car. I can see it from here. Oh, it must be on then. Or <laughs> well, sometimes it isn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we love Minnie. Uh, so I'm thankful this morning that I have a son who's a panel waiter. Yes. Yes. Why? Not, what did he help because, you do? Not because I had an accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my car door wouldn't open yesterday. Still won't open. Oh, mm. i got to do the window thing. What's the window thing? Reach in through the, the window. Wind down, climb out. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> oh, that makes your day an adventure. Driver's side door too, mind you. Driver's Wait, does he know door. what's wrong with it? Or uh, No, but he knows how to strip and fit uh, hey. the door like in 30 brilliant. seconds. Brilliant, Where it brilliant. takes me like an hour. Yeah, fantastic mm, yeah. stuff. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are mixing things up today. So, yes, we're going to talk about some news stories, but we're going to turn it around this morning because uh, Minnie has to run off. And we're going to have Encounter with God first. There's the, oh, there, there it is. That's the Encounter with God jingle. It must, must be time for oh, Encounter well, with God. Oh, well, it is. On to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a few things we need to talk about this morning. Uh, one of them being the app. Oh, yes. We don't get to talk about the app usually because we usually have announcements in the second half of the show. But today it is Turned Around Tuesday mm-hmm. or Turnover Tuesday. Or Tipsy Turvy Tuesday. Or if you guys have any thoughts, you just tell us. What should we call it? What should we call it? (laughs) Uh, Because we're doing the show backwards today. So everybody who normally gets to hear the news section will get to hear the Bible study today. And everybody who normally gets to hear the Bible study will get to hear the news section today. So it's going to be kind of fun. Yes. And we are going to have our uh, encounter with God in just a moment. Before we do, the app. So mm-hmm. this is your solution, Minnie. You need to update your stereo so that you have an aux cord or a Bluetooth and you can use the app to listen to Faith FM. Oh, yeah, no, I've got one. I've got – I think I've said this before. No, <laughs> okay, no, 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 okay, no. Okay. I genuinely don't have room on my phone. Okay, you know what? You this know, week, I, you, like, okay. I will download the it app. It will make room on it your phone. It will unload other apps I have, but for at least a couple of days I'll be able to listen to this app <laughs> and then I'll have to use another app and it'll unload, download that. It just does. It just – I can only this, ever have a certain amount. Thing, there is this thing called getting a – Bigger phone or deleting money, Lyle. That's called money. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Well, then there is this thing called taking some of the photos off of your phone and putting them onto your. I only have about twenty photos on my phone. How many? How big is your phone? Sixteen gig. It's pretty big. 
I think. 16 is a lot. <laughs> Look, it's not 64, but it's a lot. <laughs> Uh, is that a, you disagree, laughter? Um, Liam, how, is, that's kind of like the smallest phone made, isn't it? Sixteen gig. No, you, you do they still those. make phones that small? Yeah, look, I'm pretty sure that most often than not, the smallest you can get is nowadays the smallest you can get is about thirty two. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. That's a lie because mine is less. But I mean, how old is yours? Oh, I don't know. I don't know enough it's about phones. Mine. <laughs> mine's mine's a, 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 a I've got an iPhone mm-hmm. SE. So it's in between the iPhone five and the iPhone six, and I've got a uh, thirty-two gigs. No, so. but they do. But they do. That's ancient. Than that. Your phone is ancient. Mine is. Mine's mine. I, I, I'm it's like a museum piece. I'm almost due for a new one. I am due for a new one. Um, so Past due, but still working. So, but yeah. So there you go. If, you it, if it ain't broke, I'm going to tell you a secret about my phones. I was against ever having a smartphone. I was like, I'm not doing that. And then I went through a period of having no phone for about four months. And since then, I've only ever had second, like secondhand phones. They have been iPhones, but they've been gifts or like chucked out or like my mum took pity on me a couple of years ago because she was like, your phone is so bad. I can't, because like half the time it just wouldn't even work. Like the screen wouldn't go on. She would call me. She couldn't hear me. Like there was, just, and I was like, no mum, it still works. So this was a secondhand, but. So like, when that one gives out, you're back to a burner again? Yeah. Until someone else is like, Let, please, please take my phone. That's really good. People, people got annoyed with not being able to contact me. And I was like, but it's fine. I understand because when better I want to contact better someone. phones take phone calls and send text messages. Mm. When I was a little kid, I was one of those, um, those guys that had an iPod and a phone and carried both of them around with oh. me every <laughs> This would be Liam. This would definitely be Liam. <laughs> All right, let's get to our Bible study. And we are going to talk about the second most loving person in the Bible. The second most loving. Yeah, so if you were to think of the Bible and think about, um, okay, so who's a really a person who's a really loving person? Who's a person who expresses a lot of love in the Bible? Obviously, Jesus is the most loving person. God is the most loving person in the Bible. But if you were to sort of think, okay, who's a person that is just, you know, love is just the word that is associated with this person. See, I would associate John. With the word love. Oh, okay, yes. Because love is written about quite a lot. <laughs> so this is like John's major theme, yeah, isn't it? He, yeah. he talks about love just kind of like more than All the time. It's great. Else. It is, it is. Okay, so let's go to Mark chapter 3 and verse 17. Mark chapter 3 and verse 17 is where we are going to start. Okay, doke. <clears throat> verse 17 says, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them Sons of Thunder. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. The Bible says that these guys had a nickname. Mm-hmm. And that was the Sons of Thunder. What kind of person do you think it is that might be a Son of Thunder? A very angry, very impulsive person. Yes. That's what I think of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Often, uh, often, you know, you would think, ah, oh, yeah, Peter was the impetuous one who always opened his big mouth and said something. You know, and with these guys, it's almost like maybe they were the quiet ones who just brewed up a big storm mm. and it would just sit there and the clouds would just get darker and you could see it coming and suddenly it would just let loose. Just a force to be reckoned with, hey? And when it let loose, it would really seriously let loose. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is who we've got here in uh, Mark chapter 3 and verse 17. We have Sons of Thunder, uh, otherwise known as James and John. We don't have a lot of information in the Bible about James. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> this is not the James who wrote the book of James. It was yeah. the other James who wrote that. Uh, there was actually three Jameses. Yeah, I was like, there was also him. another James. Yeah. James, the son of Alphys, James, the brother of Jesus, yeah. and James, the son of Zebedee. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have, yeah, these sons of thunder here. And uh, if we go to Luke chapter 9 and verse 54. Mm-hmm. Luke 9, verse 54. You might want to give us a verse or two of uh, context there. What have you got? Uh, verse 54. Yep. Yep. Verse, from verse 51 or? I'll just read a little section. Yeah. So, As the time drew near for Jesus to ascend to heaven, he resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But, but the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Okay, so uh, you got a situation here. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, they're, they're, you know, you've been, you've been traveling for a long time mm-hmm. and you're really, really tired. And you come to a village and let's say that the, that the weather is looking grim and you're cold and you're tired and you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to uh, rest for the night. And um, ooh, that, that's the right one there, Liam. Yep. Uh, and so you've got, um, yeah, you, you, you're, just, you're just feeling miserable. You know what it's like in that kind of situation? And oh, all yeah. you want is a, is, a, is a roof over your head, somewhere to lay down and some food. Yes. <laughs> this is where Jesus' disciples are at. And they do not get this. <laughs> and they come to a village and it's like, yeah, we can stop here. Mm-hmm. And the Samaritan's like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. We don't have any Jews in it. We don't want to get Jew on our hands. Out you go. Mm. And so James and John are like, we have the solution. The problem is easy to fix. We have Jesus with us. Let's just pour fire down from heaven on these guys. Let's just nuke the whole place, turn it into one big glass crater. That was James and John right there. That was the kind of guys that these were. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so how does Jesus respond in this situation? He just rebukes them for it. Okay. Uh, and my, that's all it says in my Bible. Just he turns and rebukes them. All right. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then they quietly walk away. But I do find this interesting. Like, their first thought is not just like, oh, that stink, these people are mean. They're like, destroy. Nuke it. Like, they go straight to it. the extreme. They go straight. Yeah. They just go nuclear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're not holding back whatsoever at all. They go completely nuclear, and they're like, let's just wipe this, this place off the planet, and every person in it. Mm-hmm. Men, women, children, animals, the whole Just lot. Flat, yeah. You ever felt that like felt that way about, you know, like a group or anything? No, no, can't I have? No, I, I think I know some people like that. Do you know anyone who's a bit this way? Yeah, I do know a few yeah. people a bit this way. It can be pretty intense when they react and you're like, oh, oh. Uh-huh, like- uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. I find that they tend to be, a lot of people who go off like this, get it off their chest in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Like they just explode. And then they're good. And then they're all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm all right now. But it leaves kind of everyone else being like a bit. Oh, everyone else is just shattered. <laughs> just need to take a moment. <laughs> there's just this shock wave that has reverberated around. Okay, so we're going to look at um, uh, John in particular. Yes. We don't have as much information about James. Uh, but in John's first epistle, the word love appears 40 times. Wow. 
Um, <clears throat> and in other forms, it appears 50 times. Wow. That's a lot, really. That's it's not a, a big book. Absolutely. Hmm. This this is true. So this is the, the and this is why when I say okay, give me uh, someone in the Bible, just anyone in the Bible. That was like the first. There are so <laughs> many people in the Bible, but not so that many individuals. So much. And give me one that's associated with love and being loving. Mm-hmm. And you've gone to John, yeah, who was explosively nuclear in the way that he used to lose his temper. Mm-hmm. This guy, you know. Somebody who wants to turn a whole town into a big glass crater, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a psycho. <laughs> mm. It is. This, is. this is a guy that when he lost his temper, he would go psycho. Mm. And, you know, we have, we have that, you know, we, we probably know people like that that are just reasonable human beings 99.9% of the time, but when they lose it, they actually lose their mind. Yeah. Yep. They lose all sense of reason. They are so far out of control. There is no sense of reason whatsoever at all. And they can be very, very dangerous people to be around. Yep. And Jesus picked two of them. You know, Jesus picked some interesting individuals. He's got these two. They're all a bit interesting. The, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, you, you look at Thomas. I mean, he was like suffering from major depression. You've got Peter. Well, we all know Peter. You know, Jesus calls him Satan, and there's reasons why mm-hmm. he calls Peter Satan. Um, and there's a few other very famous disciples in there as well. But James and John, yeah, these were the ones who, for the most part, I think they were probably pretty reasonable. But when they lost it, they lost it, mm. and they would go psycho. Okay, so let's go over to First uh, John chapter 1, and we will read the first four verses here. So First John chapter 1, mm-hmm. verse 1 to 4. Just while we're turning there, oh, look, I've just landed right on there. But I think, I actually think it's such a beautiful thing that Jesus calls the people that he called um, because he didn't expect them to be where he hoped them to be in the end at the start. That's right. You know, because. If you're the, called saints, you yeah. know, if you just, just come to earth <laughs> and like, okay, let me find 12 saints, you know, found the most 12 most saintly people that he could find, mm. then. Um, we would have been like, well, you know, that's not us. We can't, we, we can't experience that same level of transformation because we're mm-hmm. just not like that. Fully. And, and you look at the political divide that he had amongst his disciples. He's got a, he's got a task, tax collector, you know, Matthew the tax collector. This is a guy that is fully embedded and allied with Rome. Yeah, yeah. Right? Then you've got Simon the Zealot. Yeah. This guy is a part of your local uh, terrorist organization. Yeah. yeah. Your local, pretty intense le- characters. Less, less friendly terrorist organization. <laughs> you know, you've got a couple of guys that go everywhere armed. Yeah. They don't go anywhere being unarmed. They, 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 they are armed at all times. Do you know people that go around armed? No. Me either. No, yeah. Okay, so these are... These are, these are I mean, I know. Uh, these these are your far left yeah. terrorists and your far right. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> these are the political extremes. Yeah. So he's got the political extremes, but he's got the personality extremes as well. Mm. He's got some really really broken people here. Yeah. He hasn't chosen anyone with any education. You know, none of them have a degree in anything. Mm. They're kind of like fishermen and tradesmen and that kind of thing. 
Which they can be rough characters. Like yes. tradies can be pretty rough characters. They can. Absolutely. Mm. I'm a tradie. I spent plenty of years in a workshop. Mm-hmm. It can be rough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is who Jesus chooses, and let's see how they turn out. Um, okay, somebody's um, texting in to say, don't forget, don't forget that he also picked us. Yes, yes. I was thinking about that as you were talking. He also picked us with all of our brokenness. I mean, this shows the love of God, doesn't it? You know what? I actually think it is a bit of a rebuke for us. You know how last week we were looking at the body and, you know, if one part says, I don't need you, you know, and how we often talk about this in churches. I think it can can be quite a rebuke when we go, oh, but if that person just would da da da, it would be fine. When it's like, yeah, well, if hold they were on. just like me, yeah. If Jesus never does that, Jesus no. actually seems to quite intentionally choose people who won't get along. Now, maybe that wasn't his, but it seems that way. And if Jesus is going to take the time to choose the people and have the patience to deal with it, who am I? Like, how dare I be like, no, 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 it's that person who needs to sort themselves out. And see, I'm the kind of person who, you know, looks at the political divide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there's only one side of this that has any kind of sense to it whatsoever at all. <laughs> um, any, any other side, it's just, you know, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so how can you be a Christian and be on any other side? <laughs> it's how my brain works. Yeah, interesting. And then I look at what Jesus does and he's got like, well, he's got some far right, he's got some far left, he's got some in-betweens, um, he's got some, some people that are full-blown psychos, he's got some others that are like fully depressed, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And Jesus has picked people from all walks of life. Mm. And this is what we all need to do. If we're going to find unity, don't go looking for people who are like yourself. Yes. Just go looking for Jesus. Preach. Yeah. Just go looking for Jesus. Yeah. The closer you get to Jesus, the more unity we will have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is the solution right there. Yes, indeed, he did pick us. (laughs) How on earth that happened, I have no idea, but praise God that he did. Mm. We were going to read these verses. We will get there sooner or later. Where are we up to? 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Okay. And for those who are wondering and just tuned in, yeah, we're doing our we're doing our uh, breakfast show the other way around this morning. We have the Bible study encounter with God section first, and the news story second. Absolutely. So if you've got thoughts that you want to share, this is the way it works. If you've got thoughts you want to share on the Bible study, uh, just give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and we would love to share your thoughts here on the breakfast show. Absolutely. Okay. First John, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Okay, so we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have seen and heard. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one, who is life itself, was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and pro- proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was, the one, he was one with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We, we proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, we were in John. Uh, we were reading the uh, first few verses of First John, I should say. First John. And the Bible says here, uh, that which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. 
these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Mm. John here has an emphasis on that which we have seen and heard. Yeah. This is not just what other people have seen. This is not secondhand. We were there. We've seen. We've experienced. So he's sharing his testimony. Yes, he is. He's not only sharing his testimony, he's living his testimony. Mm. Because he is somebody who's described as a son of thunder. Mm-hmm. And yet as a son of thunder, as a guy who could completely lose it to the point where he wants to turn a whole town into a big glass nuclear crater, he wants to vaporize the whole thing. Mm. From a son of thunder, he's gone to being the person in the Bible who is most associated with the word love outside of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's a massive transformation. And here he's testifying of where this transformation comes from. Here's the origin of it. You're wondering how I changed so dramatically? We have seen, Mm. we have heard, and that's what we're sharing with you. And it's changed us, yeah. Yes, and he's living it. All right, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Of First John? Yes. We're going to go through a few different verses here from First John. I was just going to say, the one thing on um, where we just wrote one verse um, three was, I love that it talks about the fellowship that God has with the Father, uh, Jesus has with the Father, and that he has with them too. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is, that's, that's the heart of it, right? Yes. That's the transformation. Yes. It's, I've been in the presence of Jesus, and I continue to fellowship with this God, I know. You know, like... Anyway, I was just like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's that's absolutely. where it's at. That's where okay. it's at. So 1 John 3 verse 1 yes. says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't, don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Yeah, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed mm. upon us that we should be called the children of God. That's the one. What an amazing verse right there. And uh, the sons of God, the children of God, therefore the world does not know us because Mm. it did not know him. What a tragedy that the world does not know him. And uh, beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. I memorized this in 1992 and I've got most of it still there. Go you. Most of it still there. Great passage. Um, Oh, so many good, more good verses here that we could uh, spend time looking at. But I don't know. You do the Bible study backwards, it just goes faster. I know. <laughs> What's with that? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, it is now time for... Question of the Day. Okay, so our question of the day actually is a really good one today. Um, someone's asked, you know, the Bible says, Paul, the Bible says, or Paul says that we are justified by faith. James says that we are justified by works, and John says that we're judged by our deeds. What's going on here, and which one is correct? The answer is, of course, all of them. But how can they all be correct when they appear to say opposite things? Okay, so let's begin uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and eight through 10. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. Okay, we stop there before we go any further into verse 10. The Bible says that we are saved by grace alone. In other words, there is nothing that we can do to merit salvation. We cannot ever do enough good works to be saved. However, the question that we ask is this. Are we saved in our sins 
or are we saved from our sins? Now, the Bible says that uh, Jesus came uh, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. Uh, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What is sin? Sin is breaking the law of God. So Jesus came to save, save us from breaking the law of God. Uh, and that's exactly what the Bible says when you go to Romans chapter 1 and verse 5, where the Bible says that grace is given for obedience. Okay, so let's put this together so far. The Bible says that grace is given for obedience. Grace is not given to us for disobedience. So how does this actually work? We are saved by grace and we are saved by grace alone. When we come to Jesus Christ, he takes away our sins and he gives us, and here's the critical point, the critical thought, a new life. He extends his grace towards us so that we are not just forgiven of our sins, but that we have a changed life as well. Now, that changed life is not what is earning us salvation. That changed life is an evidence of our salvation. So when we put this all together so far, uh, what we find is that very simply, this is why the Bible says that we're judged by our deeds. When God holds the judgment in heaven, He's holding the judgment in open court before the assembled multitudes of the universe. He's not holding that judgment because he needs to find out who's saved and who's lost. He already knows that. He's holding that judgment so that the universe can see that the decisions that he is making are the right and the correct decisions and that he loves us beyond what we can even begin to imagine. Okay, so that explains why we're judged by our deeds. Uh, our deeds are what can be seen and he can demonstrate our salvation because our actions are a demonstration of our salvation. So why does the Bible say that, uh, why does James say that we are justified by our works? Well, in the judgment, that's what justifies us because the universe can see our works. They can't see our mind and our heart like God can. Can you separate justification from sanctification? No, you can't separate those from two from each other. They are perfectly joined together. They are not blended together. They are joined together. There is a difference between the two. If you blend the two together, then your sanctification has meritorial value and your works are worth something. No, they are not blended. They are joined in this way. The moment that justification happens, sanctification begins. And no salvation takes place without those two. You know, sometimes people have come to me and they've said, well, you know, what about the thief on the cross? You know, sanctification is the work of a lifetime. He did not experience sanctification. Well, my question is, okay, if sanctification is the work of a lifetime, how long does that actually take? I mean, seriously, think about it. Do I have to live one year, five years, ten years before sanctification begins? Or five minutes? Is there a time limit on how long it takes for sanctification to kick in? The answer is there is no time limit. Sanctification kicks in instantaneously with Justification, Of course, sanctification, justification, justification, forgiveness, sanctification, obedience. That's kind of how we would uh, break up those two words together. And this is why the Bible says these two cannot be separated and they are both an integral part of salvation. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.